live from the Robinson Auto Group Studios in the heart of the Ohio Valley. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. There's got to be a morning after. We're moving closer to the shore. I know. Uh, bumper music from the uh, 197 from from 1973 50 years ago today all the songs mr slider selected are number one songs uh during that year maureen mcgovern and it was from a, a hit movie remember the movie uh the poseidon adventure very good howard yeah this is my i'm telling you you're <laughs> right in your wheelhouse you are right on me <laughs> if you gone one year lower or one year higher but 73 man i was uh yeah in between beer <laughs> I was listening to a lot of music back then. 69 at the airport, 67 at the Highland, 67. Poolside in Elm Grove, where I plan to be as soon as we get done here on the radio today. 63 degrees here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios, downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. It is going to be nice and clear and sunny all day. Mid-80s for the temperatures. We here in the upper Ohio Valley for years and years kept hearing about the great economic boon that was going to come because of the cracker plane. There were people who, in fact, there was a study done, I want to say by WVU, I could be wrong, I think the Chamber of Commerce presented it, where they basically said, the only thing that's going to succeed, the only thing you've got coming in the future is this cracker plant. And we've been waiting and waiting and waiting. Look, it's not going to happen here in eastern Ohio. Again, I believe there were good intentions. I don't believe it was a scam. I think it was intended to be uh, an opportunity. They bought all the property and so on, but it didn't come to fruition. But boy, were we told when that cracker plant comes, it is going to bring thousands and thousands of construction jobs. It's going to bring good paying jobs for working at the plant. It's going to spur all other kinds of industries around it. And the Ohio Valley is going to resurge again. That's what we were told. Now, it's not going to happen. Okay. But not just to the north of us, up in Beaver County, before we started talking about the cracker plant, Manesson started talking about their cracker plant. And I think it is almost completely built. I think it is operational now. And they, too, had been heard, been told all of the great economic boom that was going to come from it. So I thought it might be worthwhile finding out how has it worked out in Beaver County. Eric DePlace is uh, with the Ohio River Valley Institute. And they should report recently on that. Eric, good morning. Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining me today. Hey, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. So you, when this plant was proposed in Beaver County, the, the, the predictions were, as they were here in eastern Ohio, when it was talked about construction jobs, gigantic increases in tax benefits, uh, economic spinoff uh, in large amounts, and it was going to kind of be a, an economic, I don't know what the word to use is, not a panacea, not a gold mine, but it was going to be just an economic, a glowing spot of, of positive economy up, up in Beaver County. Uh, at least that's the way I remember it. Am I remembering correctly? That's what, was, what it was pitched as? That's, you're, you're exactly right. And so we got, we got these claims, 
And there, there were very specific reasons why they made these claims, but they were saying, you know, 10,000 construction jobs, 17,000 jobs in associated industries, in businesses that were going to move into Beaver County to, to take advantage of being near the cracker plant, you know, literally hundreds of millions of dollars in annual economic activity and on and on and on. Um, and they were making these promises for Beaver County, for Belmont County, Ohio, and for some other places that were also um, proposed as sites for cracker plants. Um, and what we did is we went back now, spent 10 years since they originally proposed uh, some of these projects, and we looked at, well, what happened since the since they bought the property, since they started construction. You're right that the Shell property in Beaver County has been uh, operational since November of last year. And so we just went back and looked at all the publicly available economic data there is. Everything's in the public record and just added it up and said, well, you know, did they live up to the promises that they made that community uh, and to the ta- taxpayers in Pennsylvania because they got a huge subsidy for that project. I would, um, I would guess, yeah. Eric, I would guess that the construction jobs probably were close to what they predicted. Yes or no? Uh, they were in the ballpark. They said 10,000 construction jobs. Um, they probably had about six or 7,000 people on site during construction. They now have kind of rounded up to around 9,500 okay. in like construction sort of adjacent related activities. So they're not so far off. And they got the number of jobs at the plant about right to about 400. Um, that's great. No shade on that. We're excited to see development in Beaver County. We think it's a good thing to have uh, a robust manufacturing industry there. But the problem um, with the cracker, but, the problem the cracker plants is, I shouldn't say problem with them, is that the actual jobs at the plants themselves are really not that large a number of jobs. Um, you said 400 in Beaver County. I thought maybe even less than that. What we had heard was it's the spinoff that was going to create the real economic value from the cracker plants. So have we seen spinoff in Beaver County? No, absolutely not. And, and in fact, they can't. The, the backers of that plant, unfortunately, cannot identify a single business that has located to Beaver County. Not one? Because of that plant. Not one. And what's crazier is that Beaver County has actually, even, can, even counting the construction jobs, they actually lost jobs during that period by every single way, way you can measure employment and jobs. That, I mean, that's so, that's incredible. So, uh, look, I, I I have always been skeptical about the the total economic value that these plants have been suggested they would have. But surely I figured they'd have a couple of new businesses come in, but none? No. In fact, in fact, Beaver County, there are three different ways you can measure um, <clears throat> business and, and establishment growth uh, in a county. They've lost businesses in every single one of those ways of measuring it. They've actually lost businesses since the plant was first. So Shell bought that property and made its announcement in 2012. We started the clock then, but you can look at this through construction. You can look at this through COVID. And it's, it is a, it's a sad story because the exact opposite happened of what Shell promised. And, you know, personally, I think it's because, you know, you can take those little plastic pellets that come out of that cracker plant. You can ship them anywhere cheaply. You don't need to locate in Beaver County to, to get plastic pellets. Right. And there are probably a fair number of people who don't want to live near uh, a petrochemical plant like that. So, you know, I think their promises really, I mean, not I think, it's a fact that their promises did not live up to the hype. Um, now, you know, it, it, it impacted, if I can go on for one second, go ahead. It, yeah. it impacted the people, too. I mean, things like the, the poverty rate and, and, and children in poverty and so on, these things did not improve they actually lost right yeah so that's right that's right if you look back 10 years beaver county was actually doing a little better than pennsylvania and the rest of the country with respect to poverty and child poverty 
And when we when we look at that period over the course of the crackers construction now into operation, it's actually fallen behind. It's actually got a higher child poverty rate now than Pennsylvania, than the rest of the country. Um, kind of the same story with poverty. And so, you know, that's got a real impact on, on locals. And so, you know, it is definitely true that Shell can make money from that plant. It is not clear at all that the people of Beaver County um, – you know, benefit from a project like this. That's a huge project. The, what about what about tax? Don't doesn't the county get some significant tax value from it? So, you know, great great question, and, and I think this is this is really where the next level of analysis needs to go. So, when Shell decided to locate in Beaver County, they did that because the state of Pennsylvania wrote them the biggest tax subsidy in state history at that time, completely unprecedented. They gave away one point six billion dollars in state tax money in order to get Shell to locate on that side of the river as opposed to Ohio, West Virginia, or somewhere else. And so Shell said, sure, we'll take the 1.6, we'll build this project. But it was all, and Governor Wolf, who was in office at that time, you know, had said, you know, this is going to be a great deal for the state of Pennsylvania. And so we're going back and saying, look, you know, they made some specific promises about what, how good this would be for Pennsylvania. You know, where's the money? What, you know, if I'm a Pennsylvania taxpayer right now, I want my money back. I feel like I just got mugged. Because it, it is not producing the benefits that the industry promised, um, and and it's one of those situations. And you know, you can this is crosses partisan lines because Wolf was a Democrat, um, but people get in Pennsylvania gave away the farm for this project and got you know as far as we can tell, there's no there's no return on investment. You know, and there was no there were no um, requirements on Shell. I know in more recent years, even here in West Virginia, which I think is still very backwards, but even here in West Virginia, when they give some state tax breaks, they now tend to attach certain things to it. You must employ X number of people within X number of years, provide X number of value. There was nothing like that when the tax break was given uh, to Shell? Not as far as we understand. I think the, the Pennsylvania state legislature would have to go and, and develop some new what they would call a clawback provision um, to try to get some of their money back from that. Because, um, you know, as far as we can tell, there's not an opportunity right now for, you know, and for the legislature to do that. And I, I think it's, I think it's a tough jam that the state of Pennsylvania is in because, um, you know, they, they, they believe in promises and I get why people would want to believe those promises. Like, believe me. And, you know, it's just it's just it's unfortunate that at the end of the day, you look back, it's lost population, it's lost jobs. GDP growth in Pennsylvania has actually declined over that time. Like that's shocking to me. Shell's making a ton of money, and the and the and the county of of, of Beaver County actually loses, believe it or not, loses economic growth over the period of construction. And so, you know, it's a raw deal for uh, for the locality there. Now, let me try to um, see if, if we've analyzed this correctly, though, Eric. Um, you mentioned it's only been operational for about a year. Are we are we trying to analyze this too soon? I mean, is the economic value still to come? You know, so that's it, a great question, and I think the answer is we don't know. But I, I do know that we will come back, you know, every year or so and run all the numbers again and, and take a look. So one reason to think that what you're saying is right is that, you know, it only started up in November 22. Um, it's, had some, it's had some pollution problems that's kind of gone off and online a couple of times. So we, it hasn't really, like, clicked into gear and it's operating like, you know, it probably will. So it's possible that, you know, give it five years or something that things start to change. Totally possible. I don't think so, but, 
you know, we'll see. The the uh, the other side of that coin now is there's an argument that Beaver County is actually past the high water mark with that with that project because during construction they had you know six thousand, eight thousand, nine thousand. I, I don't know what the number is. They you hear different numbers from different places, but they had thousands and thousands of guys on site building that project. They're all gone now, and so now you now you got to subtract out you know six, seven, eight thousand people who are working on the construction, then you're left with 400 or so permanent jobs at the plant. When and we had, that impact really hasn't been felt yet in the numbers. And so it, it could be that there's, a, that there's actually a decline coming up. But again, you know, we'll, we'll see how the numbers shake out when we run this analysis again in a year, in a two years, something like that. Um, but, you know, but of course, you can always say, like, maybe things will get better in the future. Maybe they will. I hope that they do. Um, but right now, it, it sure doesn't look good. You know, a lot has changed in the industry since the beginning of these proposals. Again, I think in Belmont County, Eastern Ohio, I, I, I actually believe that the folks putting it together, I forget the name of the company that's the overarching company. They, yeah. have, they had several um, uh, co-partners, too. But at any rate, um, I, I think they began with, with, with honesty. I think they felt it was going to be successful. I felt for them and hopefully for the area as well. But but the whole the marketplace has just changed. The industry has just changed. And uh, once upon a time, there was talk about crackers everywhere. We don't see too many cracker plants everywhere. We don't see that now. You you don't see it in the Ohio Valley. Uh, you do see it a little bit on the Gulf still. So they're the still Gulf talking Coast, yeah. about it in Louisiana and Texas. And there's a couple reasons for that. Um, you know, I th- I think you're right that uh, PTGC, which is a hard name to remember, that was the the, the company behind the Thai company right. behind the Belmont County project. Um, I think they probably had good intentions. I think they did intend to build there, I and mean, that's why they bought that site and, and cleared the land. Um, but the industry was doing a couple things at once. They were trying to build cracker plants in West Virginia, Pennsylvania, Ohio. They were also building pipelines to take the raw natural materials out of the region. And so they successfully expanded a pipeline that runs down to Texas. They built a huge new pipeline complex um, called the Mariner East System uh, to the east coast of Pennsylvania. And so a lot of that ethane, which is the raw material for these cracker plants, is now just being piped um, to one of the coasts, either to the Gulf or to the Atlantic. And so the economic case for building in the Ohio Valley is you know, probably much diminished from what it was you know, five, six, seven, eight years ago. Um, and I don't think the project has any chance of coming to fruition now. I think it's uh, a yeah, dead I- letter. But I hope you know, somebody figures out something to do with that site, something that's actually useful and is not going to drive people away. Yeah, part of what frustrates me in this area is that just as for a long time people waited for the mills and the mines to reopen, there's been almost a stasis in some communities for, boy, we just as soon as the cracker opens, we're going to be able to, then, then, then things will turn around. And therefore, I think there was some lack of vision for looking to other places. Again, I, I'm doing this from memory, and I can't remember. I think it was a WVU study released by the Chamber of Commerce where it basically said the only economic positive on your horizon in the panhandle is the cracker plant. And I think everybody's just like, oh, boy, wait, we can hardly wait for it to get here. And it ain't common, which means we've wasted 10 years of planning. Now, maybe I maybe I, maybe I'm too negative on that, and maybe I shouldn't. But I, that's that's my feel. No, I I think unfortunately I think you're exactly right, and I think I think the the biggest problem is that missed opportunity. It was ten years of waiting for you know for someone to ride up on a white horse and save it, uh, save the economy. But you know, instead of spending ten years thinking what can we do at the local level 
to really create local, not, not, not prosperity for a big corporation, but like for local families, for local businesses, for Main Street. You know, and I, that's not easy work to do at all. But that's unfortunately the work that has to be done. And I don't think it's the right strategy to kind of wait for some big corporation to show up and, and, um, and build a factory. And it gets especially complicated when you start rolling in the tax subsidies. You know, so if you, if you were Pennsylvania, let's say, or, but it could be West Virginia, you're going to give away $1.6 billion. Why give that to Shell? Why not take $1.6 billion subsidy and give that, you know, to small communities oh, yeah. uh, and, in a way that actually builds out some infrastructure, builds out some stuff that people can use? Let me ask you, I have to move on, but I want to one more question. So you mentioned there are some cracker plants that are succeeding elsewhere, Gulf Coast primarily, and I, I did know that. Um, Talk to me about that. Have there been success? Have there been communities that have seen great economic value from cracker plants? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I, I, I may have been confusing there. No, we don't think that those communities. I, I'm gonna, I'm doing the analysis on those too. We don't think the local communities are benefiting. I think it's the same story as Beaver County. Okay. But the plants are up and operating, and the and the industry seems to have shifted its focus to Louisiana and Texas. So it, when new cracker plants get built, they'll get built on the Gulf before they get built in West Virginia, Ohio. Um, that's just the economic reality of the industry. But but what we have not seen, you know, you're not looking at Cancer Alley, Louisiana, and saying, wow, they're really getting rich down there, because that's not happening. Um, and I think it's kind of the same story playing out in a different location. Eric, I appreciate the work you guys did, and I, I appreciate this report. You know, I think sometimes we, well, I don't think sometimes, I think most of the time we we all want to believe the glass is half full, and we buy into all the great economic predictions that we hear. We don't ask enough questions up front, in my opinion, and we end up discovering after a period of time, oh, geez, it didn't turn out to be the way we were promised it would be. I think I'm among those who think it's time for us to maybe stop offering tax breaks so much and just let business be business. That's probably never going to happen, but I think we need to start putting some uh, what's the word I'm looking for here, requirements on these companies. If you're going to get the tax break, you must do X or you will have to return your tax breaks. I, I, that, that, at some point, we've got to start paying more attention to that. At least that's my opinion. And I think your study here shows that uh, to, be, to be very, very clear. Amen. I could not have said it better myself. Eric, I appreciate your time this morning. Thanks for the work that you do at the Ohio River Valley Institute. And I uh, thank you for coming in and joining me today. I appreciate the opportunity. Have a good day. All right. Uh, Eric Laplace uh, with the Ohio River Valley Institute, they did this study on the Beaver County plant, Uh, all these great predictions about economic uh, just boon that became bust. Um, Now, again, let's be honest, it's only been up for a year, so maybe things will go better as time goes by. And as I always said about the cracker plant and other things, the construction jobs were there because if you're going to build it, you're going to hire construction workers. So, that came pretty much to fruition, but then no no spinoff from that. I'm I'm told on a daily basis what a, a Debbie Downer that I, that I can be, and but I'll tell you this, Howard. Even at the height of the enthusiasm, I thought it was fifty fifty at best. Yeah, you know, I never bought into that. And when when you were talking to Eric, this is what I thought about, and I thought about the county commissioners when the whole Highlands thing started. And I can hear people saying, all right, there he goes, sucking up to Randy Horton again, my buddy Randy (laughs) Horton. But listen, people, there were skeptics when the whole Cabela's things came. And you're going to give them that bridge. You're going to name the bridge. Let's be clear. I was among them. Was you really? Because they said, that ain't going to happen. You're going to give them this? That's too much. No. Why are you kissing Cabela's butt? 
look what it did, folks. Yep. And it continues to grow and add up all that tax dollars. that They, they had the vision for that, and it worked. Yeah. And, and I, again, when there was first talk about, you know, giving uh, the, 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 um, the TIF financing to Cabela's and then to some other places, I mean, you know, the value of this these retail places is in the tax benefit, and we're going to give it away. But in point of fact, Cabela's well, – now, I will say this. I think Cabela's was a greater uh, start. What's the word I'm looking for? They, 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 they started more than I think even the commissioners thought. I mean, it, it boom, it came, it grew. Still growing. And, and everything grew around it like, just like that. And, 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 and that's, that worked out well. The cracker plant, I had high hopes for it, but I never really felt it was going to come to fruition. And I always felt. Here in the Ohio Valley, we were putting too much stock in one big project. I want to come back to the city of Wheeling, to Mayor Elliott and the council here. Uh, they've spent more time encouraging local individual entrepreneurs to get in business. Now, you don't get 10,000 employees with little entrepreneurs, but you get multiple businesses started. You get people who are living and doing well. That, to me, is the way you grow a community. And I think we've done a much better job of that here in Wheeling than uh than we have had in the past but the cracker plant I, it's 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 not what was it uh, the texture said cracker plant lot escapes and this belgian waffle house is i've seen pictures of it it looks like a wonderful place but it just never seems to be opening all right let's get a quick news update from metro news got a few odds and ends to take care of before we head into uh, bob westfall and the big seven <laughs> 